This insert is brought to you by Radio K Pulpit, 7 to 9 a.m. Please visit kpulpit.co.za. Time to connect with Professor Dion Foster, Head of Department of Systematic Theology and Ecclesiology, the Director of the Bayes Nordia Centre for Public Theology. Let's first say hello because we've got good manners here in the studio. Morning, Dion. Morning, morning, Brad. Listen, after all the rain we've had uh-huh. over the last couple of days, I think we all need a surfboard. <laughs> eh? <laughs> yeah, it's been crazy. And, and I'm just thinking, uh, Dion, we've heard from, this was probably a few months ago where we heard the meteorologists say there's a concern um, there might be a, a below average rainfall season for Cape Town this winter. And it sort of felt quite nice to me to hear that. And with that, one starts to worry. You know, you hear this news, what does that mean for the long term? And then suddenly the rain has just started and it's just been raining crazy. And we haven't even reached, we've only just reached June. Yeah, you know, I mean, Brad, obviously, you know, we need to recognize we've got to be responsible in our water usage. And, uh, you know, as as the population of the Western Cape grows, uh, we need to manage that all the more. But also we need to recognize God is faithful, you know, and provides for us in season and out of season and uh, I think that's a wonderful blessing of, of God's faithfulness and care. Yeah, so often we feel, oh no, what are we going to do? And God's like, well, if you just ask, I can help. <laughs> we forget. <laughs> <laughs> absolutely, absolutely. Now, Brad, that, that actually relates to yeah, what we're going to talk about uh, today. Just to warn you, I'm, I'm at a conference, so oh. I found the quietest place that I can, listeners, but if there's a bit of noise today, forgive me. But um, I've been reading um, Barbara Brown Taylor's wonderful book, uh, When God is Silent, uh, Mm. recently. And I was struck by a little uh, quote from the book, uh, which I I posted on my social media. I I just want to share that with with our listeners. She writes there, even now, some Christians have trouble listening to God. Many of us prefer to speak. Oh, my goodness. That's Mm -hmm. me, Brad. Mm -hmm. She says our corporate prayers, particularly for those of us in liturgical (laughs) traditions, are punctuated with phrases such as, Lord, hear our prayers. Certainly for Anglicans and Methodists and Lutherans, when we do the intercessory prayers, we always say, Lord, hear our prayer. And she says, as if it is God's burden to listen and not ours. And she says, we name our concerns, giving God suggestions on what to do about them. And then she asks the question, what reversal of power might occur if we turn the process around? naming our concerns to God and asking God to tell us what to do about them. And then she ends the little quote by saying, maybe we should change to saying, speak, Lord, your servants are listening. Wow, Brad, isn't that a challenge? <laughs> Goodness. I, it sort of excites me a little bit because it, it, it's, it's suggesting maybe some of the issues I might be having or you might be having this listening is that we don't do enough listening. We do more of the talking. If we could just learn that discipline, things could open wide for us in certain areas. We Imagine the possibilities. Brad, you know, it, it just struck me yesterday again. I, I sat in on a, an, an interview panel for someone who who's applying for a job at the university. And, you know, HR asks all of these sort of questions, you know, hmm. um, about and they asked this person, you know, how, how did you learn to manage, you know, the sort of stresses of work life and sometimes conflict with colleagues? And, and this woman answered so beautifully. She said, you know, um, obviously, I'm fallible like everybody else, but I had some wonderful role models. And whenever I got stuck, I turned to them and said, listen, how would you deal with this? How would you deal with that? And it sort of struck me again, you know, this is what I think God wants us to do. I think God loves us and trusts us enough to say, I want you to be my co-laborers. I don't want to disempower you. 
I don't want you to be, you know, completely uh, unable to do things. I actually want to empower you to deal with life and I'm going to give you the resources and the wisdom to do it if you would just listen to me. So I think, Brad, that's that's my challenge for today, for this week. Of course, there are many things that are out of our control and, mm. and God wants us to bring those and leave them with him. But for those things that I can do something about, I want to say, Lord, speak. Your servant is listening. Mm. Tell me what to do. Give me the resources to do it because that's going to be a wonderful testimony of your grace and care. Yeah. This idea that God would use us as an answer to somebody else's prayer or uh, or maybe even, of course, our own prayers, but the idea that everything is so interwoven fascinates me so much that I might be praying for something and God is in the process of bringing somebody through a learning curve or teaching us something. And the next thing, us, the lesson that we are busy learning in trusting God starts to bring about an answer to somebody else's prayer. I find this concept of everything being so interwoven so fascinating, Dion. Yeah, of course. I mean, that's the, you know, in in Christian doctrine, we speak about the fact that God's not only omnipotent, in other words, all powerful, able to do everything, but God is also omniscient. God God knows and sees everything. And I think when God sort of looks at, at humanity, at history, God can see, okay, I can move these pieces here and help these persons to learn this and that community to do that. And at the end of the day, of course, we know how the story ends. We've read the book of Revelation, Jesus triumphs over evil and God's goodness reigns. And, and our lives are a part of that, you know. So so that, that I think for me is another thing which is so encouraging. Even though I may think, goodness, it's just my daily struggles. I'm just trying to cope here, keep my head above water. Mm. God's saying you're building into eternity and, and that's a wonderful gift. I'm going to jump so far away from this topic because we need your help this morning, Dion. I know you're busy at a conference, <laughs> yes. but we need your help. Okay, so I'm going to take us to our Bible quiz. And our Bible quiz yes. this morning uh, simply asks this question. According to the Apostle Paul, who will believers be responsible to judge? And so we go to 1 Corinthians 6 verse 3 where Paul says, Do you not know that we will judge angels? How much more matters of this life? So the question I have is, if I'm going to judge anybody, I need to know facts and information. How on earth am I going to judge an angel? I, I like to, I need to know what they do. Are they doing it right or wrong or up or down or left or right? So I found this to be quite stressful. How will I be able to do this thing that I'm supposed to do? So the one thing that I would say, uh, Brad, is it's it's always interesting. This is where the gift of being able to, to read uh, ancient languages helps. Because I wonder what that word uh, judge uh, is. I, I would have to go and have a look at it in, in the Greek. Okay. But my sense would probably be it's not, it's not judgment in the sense in which we think about a lawyer uh-huh. who has to pass sentence. But it might be something more uh, like uh, discerning or... Um, yeah, you know, sort of evaluating. Um, so it's it's not about possibly, I, I would have to go and have a look at it, sure. but it's possibly not so much about passing judgment, you're guilty, not guilty, but about saying, let's discern, you know, what have the angels done? How, how do we see them as part of God's plan? Um, you know, how do we discern what they've been doing throughout history? Once we know what has happened and we too can see all of history and time, uh, can we see, for example, what God has been doing? So it's not about the judgment of a of a divine being, in a sense, but uh, but more a, a sort of evaluation, possibly. But I'd have to go and have a look at that in the Greek. Fair enough. Don't want to put you in a corner here. I, you know, you can't know everything about everything all at once while you're sitting in a, <laughs> in, a in a different environment. But we appreciate that. Thanks so much. You've at least set us in the right direction for a bit of better understanding. We love that. Thanks so much, Dion. Yeah, absolutely. Appreciate right, your on, time. Fred, well, listen. 
Have a blessed day. Thanks so much. Take care. Bye-bye. Bye. This insert was brought to you by Radio K Pulpit, 7 to 9 a.m. Please visit kpulpit.co.za.